Hello, and today we consider Bitcoin, which has had its worst ever start to the year in the entire history of crypto, according to Bloomberg and various others. Easy tigers, we are barely a week in. So what is the outlook? Well, let's start by reminding ourselves of some of Bitcoin's fundamentals, if only to calm nerves. And whether it's mud tokens, coins, printing presses, long-distance communications, anything preceded by the word telly, or digital, money has been, throughout history, defined by technology, especially communications technology. And the latest evolution in all of this is cryptography, which will define what we use as money going forward. Even if it's cryptographically transferred gold or fiat money, crypto money is inevitable. And within all of that, the dominant international monetary network is Bitcoin. Yes, it is losing market share from 70% this time last year to 40% as we speak. That's no small decline, but it remains the dominant network. Don't underestimate the network effect. Cryptocurrencies designed by central banks, CBDCs, central bank digital currencies, may well have a role to play in the future, but their scalability is limited by national borders. Bitcoin has no such limitation. International tech companies are growing mightier than individual nations. Apple has a market cap larger than the UK's GDP, and we're the fifth largest economy on Earth. Only the US and China have GDPs greater than the combined market cap of Alphabet, Apple, Amazon, Facebook and Microsoft. Tech is slowly becoming our new ruler, and this is made possible by its international scalability. Now, we'll probably see IMF coins based on a basket of national currencies, but good luck trying to organise and implement that. You just need to look at attempted international tax laws to see how difficult it is to get different governments with different genders, different philosophies, um, at different stages in their electoral cycles to agree on anything. And even if IMF coins do become a thing, you then have to persuade the marketplace. Bitcoin is already there. It has first mover advantage and the network effect. It is the default cash system for the internet. Now, as a new technology, specifically a technology whose function is to be money, it is also highly speculative and the bull and bear cycles they're not the wild swings that they were several years ago when you'd see a, a thousand fold gain followed by a 90% plus market correction but it is still volatile the, the bull cycles are a bit more muted doubles and triples while the corrections are in the much more sober 50 to 60% range as the network grows and establishes the volatility will reduce what was the price of Bitcoin in the first week of 2021? 40 grand. What is it in the first week of 2022? 40 grand. It's not that volatile. Anyway, I've suggested before that there are cycles, um, perhaps moods is a better word, to each of the phases that Bitcoin goes through. There's the quiet accumulation phase. Two, there's the frenzy and the blow-off top. Three, the monster correction. And four, the frustrating consolidation. And between 2020 and 2021, Bitcoin traced out all of those phases. 
And what is perhaps wrong-footed many, including me, is that after Bitcoin's frenzy to $64,000 in May last year, followed by the monster correction to 30000 we didn't get a prolonged period of frustrating consolidation, followed by quiet accumulation. Instead, it went straight back to its old highs. Indeed, it exceeded them before another correction. Though not, so far, quite as harsh as the one that took us to $30,000. The areas of support and resistance are quite obvious. $40,000 is an obvious area of support, roughly where we are now. If that doesn't hold, then $30,000 comes into play. And failing that, the old highs at $20,000. That's the next line in the sand. Bitcoin is a risk on asset. So if central banks and the Federal Reserve especially really do start tightening and we get a liquidity squeeze, then those levels will come into play. However, if money remains easy and policy loose, then risk will be back on before you know it. I have a core Bitcoin position, but also a smaller position that I come in and out of. And I bought a little this week at $40,000. Whenever I mention my own trades publicly, the market usually sees fit to humiliate me. And that's what will probably happen. Nevertheless, I am putting some of my money where my mouth is and... I don't know, people like to know that. On the other hand, the upside for Bitcoin remains tremendous. So much so that it would seem foolish not to have at least a small amount of exposure to it, given the potential. So all in all, I'd say we are still in a phase of frustrating consolidation. The plethora of bad news stories across the media this week would suggest that we're reaching some kind of selling climax but with crypto, the mistake is often to underestimate both the up and the downside potential. I've been buying, but I recognise this market can go lower. It can also go a lot higher. It's all part of the volatility of owning Bitcoin. Enjoy the ride. Don't take on too much leverage. And don't look at your screens too much. In five years' time, it'll be a lot higher. I hope. Thank you very much for watching. I'll be back with another video very soon. So please subscribe to the channel. Until then, cheerio.